0: Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of All My Movies. We are wrapping up Best Picture Month as the Oscar season has just wrapped up. But the movie that we're talking about today... Drew a few more audience members than the Academy Awards ceremony that was held just a few days ago. We are talking about 1976's best picture winner, Rocky, directed by John G. Avildsen and written by and starring Sylvester Stallone. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, the chairman of the movie Trivia Schmodown, and the head of the Schmodown Entertainment Network, my friend Mr. Christian Harloff. We will be talking about this movie, our memories of it, its impact on us, the wonderful cast, so many great things about. The film. I'm going to get to Christian in just a few minutes, but before we do that, first of all, I'd like to thank you for watching all my movies here on my channel. I'm still a very proud partner with Skybound and the Schmodown Entertainment Network. Please go and check out everything over at SEN, including the movie tribute showdown. There's a lot of stuff we are in full swing for this season. I, I myself am competing in the singles division and the team's division, along with so many other talented competitors. We just had this year's free-for-all, which was available as a pay-per-view event. It will be available on YouTube soon. A lot of really exciting things going on on SEN that I'd love for you to go and check out. A few things I wanted to say about Rocky before we go to my interview with Christian, and that really is that this movie's legacy and and it's the story that's making really is an underdog story, much like the story of Rocky Balboa himself. Sylvester Stallone was a broke, struggling actor when he wrote the screenplay. He wasn't having the kind of success that he wanted to. He felt like he was getting typecast in these roles that didn't really allow himself to show off his full capability, and he was starting to worry that he was never going to get a chance to shine on the world stage. And so he decided to write a movie about a boxer who would be played by himself that is worried basically has resigned himself really to the fact that he will never get to show people what he's made of. He's a bum. So many people call him a bum. He calls himself a bum in this movie. And it's a Cinderella story. It's the story of a nobody from Philadelphia who gets a shot to fight the world heavyweight champion Apollo Creed.
1: You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. Apollo Creed does. And he's going to prove it to the whole world by giving an unknown a shot at the title
0: the script for rocky was shopped around hollywood for quite some time after stallone brought it to his agents but they kept hitting one sticking point which is that they insisted that stallone himself would play the lead role and this led to a lot of people rejecting it because they wanted somebody else they wanted the robert redfords of the era but they were sticking to their guns stallone was going to be the star of the movie and a lot of producers turned it down Until it went to the producing team of Erwin Winkler and Robert Chardoff, The two of them had been producing films for about 10 years at this point, with some notable films including Lee Marvin's Point Blank and James Kahn's The Gambler already under their belt. Winkler and Chardoff brought on director John G. Avildsen, who just a few years earlier in 1973 had directed Jack Lemmon to an Academy Award for Best Actor in the film Save the Tiger. And with everybody on board, the real cost of having Stallone in the lead became evident because Rocky was only greenlit to be produced on a shoestring budget of about a million dollars. And even in 1976 terms, with the ambition of what this film was trying to do, that was not a lot of money. Rocky was shot partially in Los Angeles for a lot of the interiors, but there is also an insistence that they do a lot of location shooting in the city of Philadelphia, which is really a character unto itself. And a city that has taken on the persona of Rocky Balboa since this movie came out and even though rocky was made for very little money and a lot of the shooting that was done in philadelphia was true guerrilla filmmaking with a very small crew sometimes without permits rocky was still able to revolutionize how movies were made in order to shoot rocky's training montage and parts of the fight john g Avildsen was looking for a way to move the camera in ways that it hadn't necessarily been moved before there were a few ways you could move the camera back then you could put the camera on the operator's shoulder but that usually would be shaky because because they're very heavy cameras still to this day. And so you wouldn't quite get a very smooth look. You could put it on a tripod but even still, the camera would be very locked down. You could pan and tilt, but you didn't have a whole lot of fluid motion, or you could put the camera on a dolly. Dolly tracks are cumbersome. They cost time, which means that they cost money, and it just wasn't an option for the kinds of sequences that Avalton was looking for. He was looking for very in-your-face, almost documentary like at some parts, very fluid, able to move very quickly along with Rocky's movements. Luckily for Avildsen, an inventor named Garrett Brown had just begun shopping a new technology around Hollywood. It was a wearable rig that you could attach the camera to. It had a system of weights that allowed the camera operator to walk around to move with the camera, but kept the camera smooth so the camera would seem to drift and glide through the air. The original name for this technology was the Brown Stabilizer, but they came up with a much catchier name, and it is a name that is still in use in hundreds if not thousands of productions around the world to this day, the Steadicam. Three films in Hollywood in 1976 employed Garrett Brown's Steadicam. Bound for Glory was the first film to shoot using the camera, but the last one to be released. Marathon Man was the second film to be shot with the Steadicam, but was the first one released. And then Rocky was the last film that came out in 1976 to be shot on Steadicam. And it came out two days before Bound for Glory in December of 1976. Cinematographer Haskell Wexler would go on to win the Academy Award for Best Cinematography for the movie Bound for Glory, in large part due to the innovative technology with Garrett Brown's Steadicam that was used in the movie. The Steadicam's star moment is also Rocky's star moment, as it follows Sylvester Stallone up the stairs to the Philadelphia Art Museum in a pose that has been struck by probably millions of tourists since the movie came out in 1976 and has made the Philadelphia Art Museum its own tourist landmark in Philly. And there's a little bit of fate at work here too because the Philadelphia Art Museum was also the place where just a couple of years earlier, Garrett Brown had taken the prototype of his new invention to test its ability to move. He ran up and down the exact same steps that Rocky did to practice using the camera rig that would later make this scene possible. The Steadicam, of course, has gone on to become a fixture in television and movie production in Hollywood and elsewhere. And Garrett Brown would continue to go on working as camera operator for many films and reinventing and redesigning his product due to the needs of different directors, including Stanley Kubrick. In 1980's The Shining, a movie on which Garrett Brown worked as Steadicam operator, he was able to modify the camera to go very close to the ground, which allowed Kubrick to get those now famous shots of Danny Torrance pedaling around the Overlook Hotel on his bicycle. Of course, the steady cam is not the most notable thing about Rocky. There are so many memorable moments and characters, and that's why I had to bring in my guest today. He is not only my friend, and as I mentioned, the chairman of the movie trivia down. He is a massive Rocky fan, and the first person I thought of when I decided to bring somebody in to talk about this movie. So let's throw to my discussion with my friend Christian Harloff about this landmark of American cinema. I am very excited to have this guest on the show today. He's been involved with all my movies since the very beginning. You just haven't seen him yet. He is a man of many titles, one of them being the chairman of the movie trivia showdown. Also, my partner on this show, Mr. Christian Harloff. It's great to have you here.
1: It's great to be here. Finally. Finally, we try to uh, to to do this. We were going to potentially, Dan Aston uh, as of many, to do the thing. And we were almost gonna do that. Uh, it just it didn't work out as always with the thing. But this one, this one was easy to get me there for sure.
0: I know all I had to do was say Rocky, and That's Christian it. showed up. It's like Beetlejuice. It's very so true. Christian, we're this is our last movie of Best Picture Month. This one is a real crowd pleaser. Um, do you think that might be number one why it won Best Picture, and then, number two why this movie has endured for so long?
1: Well, I think that the you know every move there's every once in a while you get that movie that just changes. Something in pop culture changes is Something in the way that we look movies I mean Star Wars certainly did that with, um, with fantasy films But just changed the whole landscape of film in 77 And I think that I think Rocky did that With the idea of the American Dream In general And, and that, that, that idea of it It was always out there But it was just put out there For not only the story itself But the story of how the movie came to be Because Stallone was as much
0: Rocky As Rocky was Stallone Why do you want to fight? Because I can't sing or dance. Eey, yo. In the late, mid to late 70s, the idea that this unknown guy could write a studio picture for himself to star in and that it would not only turn out good, but would end up being best picture, like that is an incredible underdog story.
1: It's a crazy story. Plus the fact that, like, he, they told him no, they were going to give him like $200,000. Thanks. Go ahead. We're going to give this to Robert Redford. He's like, no. He's like, you don't, you don't get it unless it's me. And a lot of times they're just going, well, we're not making this movie. But he, the fact that he did that, he didn't get it paid a lot. It just shows you that it's and that's that's why I say that it's both Stallone and Rocky, because it's that determination and believing in yourself, no matter what it is. If you know you have something and you know that w- what it is and you believe in it that much and you believe in yourself, anything is indeed possible. And that certainly was the case for Rocky Balboa and Sylvester Stallone.
0: So a question that I always love to ask when people are on the show is, do you remember the first time you saw Rocky? Was it in a theater? Was it not? I, you know, I was born in 83. I've never actually seen this movie in a theater. I've only ever seen it at home. Have you ever seen it in a theater? Did you see it, you know, at home, uh, by yourself at home with friends? Do you remember even
1: Rocky was the the first thing that I really, mean. even though empire strikes back was maybe the first movie I ever remember seeing in the theater. Rocky was the one that I really watched over and over and over again, and watched so many different things on VHS. I would watch uh, Rocky one, two, and three, and um, the first one, it would probably just kind of get blended in with all of those. Uh, watching it with my dad, I would assume my dad showed me on either VHS or they played it on on you know whatever it was, channel eleven back in New York or whatever. But the first time ever, no, I just remember I can remember watching it. Over and over again, uh, just wearing out the VHS tape of watching all those Rocky movies.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's one of the things that I talk about with movies is they are, a lot of them are generational. They're handed down from, from parents to their kids. And Rocky was one that I remember when I was growing up. My mom would always talk about how great Rocky was. And that she may have even showed me Rocky the first time. The, the, I, the first time I really remember definitely watching Rocky was when the AFI list came out. Mm-hmm. The very first AFI list because it was on that list. And I tried to see as many movies as I could. And I know I definitely watched Rocky after that. But it also at the time, and I think you know if we're talking about now into the mid-90s, uh, Rocky was also very much more still in the cultural zeitgeist every day It's still regarded as a classic but the penetration that Rocky got as far as you know Yo Adrian and just yeah. like references and stuff that went through the 70s through the 80s into the 90s like it's crazy just how everybody knew these moments from Rocky. I remember the Lipton ice tea commercial in the 90s was still doing Rocky and needs a Yo,
1: that's good baby It was so funny when you asked me to do this because I just watched one through three um, over the last like week or two. Um, and I, would, I showed my, my daughter, my nine-year-old is she's about, she's about uh, an hour into Rocky one. So mm-hmm. we, we've been, we've been rewatching that one, but I think that that's, that's why it was able to stay in pop culture because of the way that he, like I said, capitalized off the American dream, but then was able to continue the story on. And we, we felt something for the character of Rocky He was a likable person, but he was, he was not this indestructible force. He was, he was this guy that had to overcome things every single time that we saw him. so that's why we that's why we uh, attached to him and why he stayed in um in his zeitgeist, as you say.
0: Do you think that attachment to the character is why throwing out Rocky Five as most yeah. people do and should? Um, he, they've essentially remade the same movie now, you know, four times successfully with Rocky, twice now with Creed. Yes, there are character differences here and mm-hmm. there, but, I mean, the essential bones, the essential structure of the movies are the same, and it keeps working. Do you think it's sure. just because this is a story that people just like to see, the underdog?
1: Well, it's not just Rocky, though, right? Look at the Karate Kid. Look at, uh, I mean, how many how many times have you heard, well, it's kind of like Rocky, but with puppies. <laughs> it's, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like Rocky with this. It's a Rocky story. It's a Rocky story. The fact that that was the first one is crazy, that in 75, 75- six i think it was um when when it comes out like that's the first time that type of story in the history of movies had really i'm sure there are other movies but nothing that really stuck out like that and that's why that story can continuously be told over again because we always want to see the underdog win i mean we always want to see what that what the person who can the buster douglas story you know you always want to see that stuff because it's like oh that's not supposed to happen well, it did happen, and, and, and it also, coupled to the fact that you like the underdog that, is, that you're rooting for, that's, that's why that story always works, and it always
0: will. You're never going to get tired of it. And, and it's just one of my favorite memories, and we talk about these little moments that stick with you, and I reference it on the show all the time. It's I call it part of your movie DNA. It's these moments that you remember, that you yeah. always remember watching, and I remember going to see Rocky Balboa with my uncle. And and the and the and it's and it's just it's it's primal because it, yeah. it, I remember in the final fight you know when he's fighting uh, Mason the line Dixon as we're getting to the end of the fight and Rocky's fighting back and punching and my uncle sitting there going like oh, yes go cool, go yeah. cool. yeah. uh, uh. and and you feel like that watching Rocky one you feel like that watching Rocky two it's this idea and I wonder if it's just that he's a very easy character for people to identify with and people almost see themselves they're like well if Rocky can do it well maybe I can do it.
1: Yeah, people forget how down in the dumps he was in the first one. Like, when you when you revisit it, he's, he's just a guy that's made the wrong choices.
0: Because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you
1: became a leg breaker. It's a living. It's a waste of life. He's got a big heart, but there's his life isn't going the wrong way. And how many times has everybody felt that way? Ah, you know, if i just done that and did that, and I, I made the wrong choices, and I should have done that. And that's where he's at and the fact that he gets this opportunity and he passes on it at first. I fight in clubs, you know, and I'm really a ham and egg. Or this guy, he's the best, and uh, it wouldn't be such a good fight. But... And then he finally thinks about it and takes the opportunity, but it's, it's a lottery ticket. It's a lottery yeah. ticket because Paulo thinks he's going to drop him in, in like, you know, either three rounds or whatever he says, uh, drop him in three or he says something along the lines. that He's, not, he's just there to promote. He doesn't take Rocky seriously at all. And how many times have we been down? Like, yeah, that's that's not a that's not a serious thing. That's not going to happen. I mean, hell, man, you're involved in the Schmodown. How many times have we got that? Ah, that's not. That's just that's bar trivia. That's that's, that's And then and then you see a, a sold out crowd, and you're like, well, it it makes you feel good because it's that doubt, but it's knowing and in that belief of take my shot, do what I have to do, and you, and he took a shot.
0: Listen, I've been on the wrong end of a rocky story in the movie trivia Schmodown. <laughs> trust me, I know how these storylines right. can go. You know, I mean, sometimes it's just you get caught on the jaw it happens, it happens. And, and i think that's what it, i mean yeah it extends to sports it extends to trivia i think it extends to any contest is people want to see the I, the concept that you know this someone who's not supposed to win wins and it's yeah. a storytelling thing i mean it's you could you could go as far as like lord of the rings you know the un, the unbeatable army star wars it's 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 primal this yeah. idea of like you have this mighty force that can't be toppled and then you have these underdog this underdog or this group of underdogs that comes in and they achieve the impossible it's, it 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 repeats itself over and over again
1: but isn't that the beauty also of rocky is that he d- but he doesn't win in the first mm-hmm. movie that's 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 the thing is that that's what i think is so beautifully written about the story that's not what he wants to do his his goal is not to beat and become the heavyweight champion of the world and do that because they could have easily done that like he wasn't he, he tells that it's such a subtle Scene when he's laying with Adrian and he says, "I just want to go the distance. I want to know for the first time in my life, see, that I weren't just another bum from the neighborhood." He didn't care at the end of it. He loved. It's, it's about the love of, of, of Adrian. It's about everything else too. And you're hearing in the background. There's another thing that was done so well in that film is that you have to listen to hear that he lost. Mm-hmm. Like, yes yeah, you, you don't know. You don't even know. You're like, wait, is he? Is he? Because it's not about that. The focus is. I did it. Come here. Where's your head? Like that's <laughs> like that whole, that whole thing. It's just, it's about love. It's about finding that
0: thing. And you know that this guy's life is going to change from that moment on. So I want to get to the supporting cast who are all yeah. outstanding, but there's one thing I wanted to, to bring up before we move on, which is uh, Mara always is helping me do research and reading different things. And she read something very interesting which was that it was. I, I don't know what the source says. I apologize. But they said that in the first round, when Rocky knocks down Apollo, that he it takes him a while to get to a neutral corner because he's you know, he's never done this before. You, could, you yeah. could see the ref like trying to wrangle him and trying yeah. to get him. And he said that uh, the, the source says that because Apollo gets up on the eight count, because you could see the ref and he gets to eight yeah. and then Apollo gets up, says that if Rocky had gone to a neutral corner right when he knocked Apollo down, that he would have won the fight in the first round by KO because Apollo wouldn't have gotten up.
1: Uh, I it's So again, when I tell you that I have watched these movies so many times, I remember being in high school, re-watching them. I was like a freshman in high school, and I was transferring all the fights onto like VHS, and I was <laughs> going through them, slow motion them, watching them, and pretending I was watching them because I was a big boxing fan at the time, watching all the Tyson fights and everything too, but I watched it as if I was watching a real fight, and I'm like, Counting as Apollo's down, I'm like, he's out. He's out. I'm like, Rocky, get, to the, other <laughs> get to the other quarter. Get the other quarter. Rocky absolutely went to one. Plus, the fact you know, and again, it's movies, but in that 15th round when he hasn't beat that round, normally rounds are three minutes, right? Yeah. It's like 80 seconds into the 15th round and they ring the bell. And I'm like, come on. He had Rocky, Rocky would have put him away. But oh, yeah, um, no, he
0: was on like, yeah. Papalo was going down. 10 done. more seconds in that fight and Apollo was was not going to be getting up.
1: No, his ribs were shot. Everything was shot. And it's like that whole thing that I, mean, I, When you see them and they're lined up and you're like, they look like they've been in a war. These two and he's and they're going through and he knocks Rocky down and he's like, I finally got rid of this dude. (laughs) And then the look on Carl Weathers' face when Rocky gets up and they're like, Are you kidding me? That's another thing about this this movie is that they didn't make the villain because he wasn't a villain. They didn't make uh make it a villain. They didn't make him a jerk. They didn't make him they. They just made him the heavyweight champion of the world. Who was a bit arrogant. He was a promoter yeah. he was based off of Ali, and I like that type of stuff. You normally would get the the mustache twirling, like he's the bad guy, and he would have done something bad to make you not like him. But he was just, he was just, you know, he was a, he was a fighter. He was a promoter. Apollo Creed meets the Italian Stallion. <laughs> Sounds like a damn monster movie. I don't know if you know how much you know about this fight, but like they, so they had a a. a boxing coordinator fight coordinator that they had on set that worked on all the old school boxing movies and they shot on the old time you know uh whatever the 50s 60s way and like yeah. the way that they used to do fights and stallone's like no this is i don't want to do it like the guy walked off set yeah guy he he, he the guy's like fine you don't want to do this way then i leave and he walked off set and they brought in I think they brought in someone new and they worked it cuz Stallone wanted it to look real he wanted it to, and so him and Ableton worked together to do it and yeah cuz they got rid of that dude that was that was something i think Stallone posted on his instagram not too long ago
0: you know the other thing that i didn't realize is um also i think came from instagram is that the turtles are alive cuff and oh, link was, yeah
1: yeah at least as turtles. of
0: like last year are oh, still oh they're still alive kicking. you're saying they're still alive wow it's, I mean, you know, the turtles live a long life, but it's crazy to think about it. everything that's happened between 1976 and they're now. They're still around. And those turtles are still kicking. They're still around.
1: You remember their names? Yeah, Cuff and Link. Cuff and Link. You just said it. Yeah. Um, Cuff and Link. Yeah. So my my um my favorite thing that I I re- I forgot, but I remembered right away when he said it. That scene. Um, you just you just rewatched it.
0: Yeah, just yeah. literally a couple days ago. Okay,
1: so then you'll remember it. So when when Mickey comes to see him at the at the at the apartment after. He, he basically tells him, you need a manager. And he sits down with them, and he looks over. He goes, what the hell are these things? And he, yeah. and he goes, I'm like, dude, I love Cuff and Link. And he goes, yeah, they make good soup. <laughs> the look on Rocky's face when he says that, like, he's pissed. He's, he's get, he, he obviously has that whole, that stinks in here. He goes, the whole thing. He screams and yells. But it's the start of that insulting of Cuff and Link that really starts to piss him off. What?
0: legs are going, everything is going, no one's getting them up. Sylvester Stallone, number one, for people that say that, like, oh, he can't act. Watch that scene. The end of that yeah. scene when Mickey's running away and he just unloads everything that he's had, like, on this, ch- and is just bottled up inside. But also Burgess Meredith. I mean, I think that's the scene that probably got him his Oscar nomination. Well, I, I, uh, I I'm 76 years old.
1: He kind of understands, though, when Rocky starts screaming at him and he walks away, like, he it's he doesn't fight back, argue back. He just says, like, all right, you know, we just not had a good relationship, so he's guy wants nothing to do with me, and I took my shot. I'm going to take off. And then Rocky, because being the guy that he is, realized that that, that wasn't just the frustration with Mick. That was the frustration yeah. of life. Yeah. Like, everything that poor We've all been there. We've all been there before that moment of, like, oh, man, everything is boiling up, and boom! And you're like, oh. Oh. Um, Sometimes yeah. you do that on the air. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but when, when uh, that happened and that moment happened, it, it formed that bond even that we now went to know in, in two and then ultimately when Mickey passes in three. It's, it, it's that moment that makes them so much stronger together.
0: I trained you to be a fighter and not a billboard. I'm doing it for a friend. Well, what do you get out of it? Paulie gets three grand, I get the rope. True. Christian and I will continue our discussion about Rocky in just a moment, but first... A word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something out there that's interfering with your happiness or keeping you from achieving the goals that you want to achieve? I know a lot of times I'm so focused on doing everything out there that I need to do that I'm not worried about myself. Mental health is a very important thing, and it's critically important that you seek out the help that you need for your specific needs. BetterHelp is a service that will assess your personal needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist online. And usually you can start your communication with these therapists in under 48 hours. Now this is not a crisis line, this is not self-help, this is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise that may not be available in many local areas, and BetterHelp is a resource that is available worldwide, plus you can log in anytime and securely message your therapist 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With BetterHelp, you're gonna get timely and thoughtful responses from the counselor you're matched to, and you can schedule weekly video or phone appointments. You don't have to go to waiting rooms like you do with traditional therapy. It's all done online. BetterHelp's also committed to making sure the match that you get is right for you, which means that you can change counselors anytime you want for free and it's more affordable than traditional therapy and financial aid is available for those who need it BetterHelp wants to help you start living a better life today and you can visit their website right now and read the testimonials that are posted there daily visit betterhelp.com movies that's better h-e-l-p and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states to meet the need. And there's a special offer for viewers and listeners to this show. All My Movies listeners get 10% off their first month if you go to betterhelp.com movies. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com movies. And I want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's show. Beethoven was deaf. Helen Keller was blind. I think Rocky's got a good chance. So, Adrian, Talia Shire, yeah. is... It's been a minute since I've seen this movie. Yeah. I forgot how good she was in this movie. The transformation. And and, and it also just shows... I think it's, it's a very romantic idea, the fact that there's somebody out there for everybody, and they are the person that makes you better. Yeah. They're the person that gives you whatever it is that you need. For Rocky, I think it was that confidence from somebody, somebody to believe in him, someone to say, like, you can do this... Um, for Adrian, I think it was someone to literally just tell her that she's worth something, because she'd been yeah. told she was worthless for her entire life.
1: My mother, she said the opposite thing.
0: What'd she say? What'd she say, the opposite?
1: She said you weren't born much of a body, so you better develop your
0: brain. You feel so bad for her, and the fact that she's with Pauly, and Pauly's just... I mean, Not nice. Pauly's as close to a bad guy in this movie, which yeah. is funny, because he's Rocky's best friend. Yeah. He's as close to a bad guy as you've got in this movie
1: want the bird go in the
0: alley and eat the bird and just to watch i love that scene where and it's really good acting from talia shire and again i think a lot of times she is unfairly and i think it's because she got her big break in the godfather which is you know her brother's movie a lot of people say like well she didn't earn it watch this movie i mean she starts off so withdrawn and and just kind of tightly wound and then it's not just an overnight thing you can see her just sort of opening up gradually in that ice skating yeah. scene where she's still kind of withdrawn but then starts asking questions. And you watch her open up, and it's, it's really a, a, a very beautiful performance. And you, you know, and by the end, she's, she's this sort of self-realized person. I take care of you, Paulie! I don't owe you nothing! And you made me feel like a loser!
1: The two of them, they're, they're a couple that... And their chemistry is phenomenal phenomenal on how they both play off each other and he's like this bruiser you know like kind of dopey guy heart of gold and she's just kind of reserved but but very you know very intelligent and 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 soft-spoken and will and but will but his, his voice of reason in a lot
0: of the things. I will say, though, I mean, listen, we know the character now. We know how the movie ends up. I know up, where you're going. In are, today's are you, are you... in today's world, <laughs> that initial scene after their date was like, hey, come on up. Hey, no, come on up. Come on to my apartment. And then she's like, I want to leave. He's like, Whoa, where are you going? Where are you going? Right. Oh, yo. What would you want to call? I want to let my brother know where I am. Why? Don't it leave. does feel a little like, oh, any other movie, I'd be like, run. I'm
1: not sure I know you well enough. I feel comfortable. Your age, you know, I ain't
0: so comfortable.
1: cuz you know it's rocky you're like, "Oh, this is sweet." But yeah. you're like if if it is any other movie, you could put you could put kind of like really horrific like music behind that and it yeah. gets creepy real fast. Yeah. But, definitely. But the fact that you know where it goes is cuz was like cuz I'm watching that scene and
0: I even fast forwarded it when my when my daughter was watching it with me. I'm like,
1: it's <laughs> like it's like Stockholm syndrome. Like yeah. what is that? Is
0: that what I-? You yeah, you don't want to teach you'd have to pause it and be like, "Okay, now listen." Right. This is Rocky, but generally everything everything in this scene is wrong. Yeah, no- exactly. normally
1: normally you throw the knee and run.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But exactly. Uh, but
1: e- either way, it was it, it when you when you start to know like where they are, what happens with them in general. It's you're you're able to, you know, when you're watching it as a younger kid, you probably didn't pay
0: attention to that stuff. No, like, no, of course yeah, not but yeah, it but it's now, just kind of I, shows you now 100%. that like number one that scene would not unfold in, in a movie like that now no um and then number two yeah bec- I, I i really hadn't because i i mean i kind of had thought about it over the years but like as i said i hadn't watched the movie in a long time and then watching it again i was just like oh ooh, no. No. no no that, that scene no. doesn't i want to go home yeah nah.
1: don't go please don't-
0: before we just talk about the Oscars and everything else, uh, very quickly we mentioned, but Burt Young as Paulie. Yeah. Again, uh, kind of surprising that he became such a, I guess, g- well, he was always kind of a thorn in the sides of Rocky, but he's he, more of softened a comic relief so much for he, the, yeah. the sequels, because in this one, he's not much comic relief. He really is just a, he's not a good guy and you understand why in a way, but yeah. he's also kind of a bad guy.
1: He's miserable. He's yeah. miserable. He's absolutely miserable. The difference, he's Rocky without the shot. He's Rocky without the shot. He's Rocky without the heart.
0: Now you're a big shot fighter on the way up. You don't even throw a clump to your friend, Paulie. When I go and get your meat every morning.
1: He just, he just has a lot of demons that, um, in that first one, they're, they're, they're front and center. But it shows you, it's, it's real again, though. It's real because in, in a circumstance like that, where he, for Adrian, that's her brother. And she doesn't say, "Ah, you're, you're a terrible person." I'm out of here. Tries to figure out a way to to, to make it work. Rocky, same thing. He's, he's grown up with him. That was his that was his buddy. That was his pal. You know, he, they, that's that's one of his best friends. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it it's 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 real. And he is. But Burt Young is great in the role. Um, and yeah, it's weird though that you were able to that you're able to do that with a character, because most times you would hate that dude. Mm-hmm. When watching that movie, but he does something where you, like you said, you pity him more so than anything else.
0: Jeez, ah, ah, I can't hold me
1: no more.
0: So let's bring uh, Rocky, Adrian Cena aside. Let's bring Rocky into today. Yeah. Do you think number one, the audience of today embraces a movie like this where you get to the end and he doesn't win? Hard to
1: say because without the Rocky story, you know, you don't get all the other, as we were talking about before, um, attempts to pull off the Rocky story, right? Mm-hmm. So it, you're, you're, if, if you're asking as far as is, is it the first time that we ever see this type of story today, then yeah, I think it still plays, especially with him losing because it, it's bringing into, it's, it's that ideal of that's not what the movie is about. It's good writing and it sets it sets up well. And if he would have gotten knocked out or if he would have lost I'm like oh, then it then no that doesn't work. But the fact yeah. that he set it up and if you don't have that conversation of I wanted to go to the distance.
0: Yeah. Um then it doesn't work. All I want to do is go to distance. I mean you know Creed we had kind of the same thing but it's inside the same franchise. You yeah. you do wonder if if you know outside of it people would go for it. And then the other thing being when you look at the academy, the Oscars you know the boxing movies post Rocky, all the ones that have been nominated for Best Picture. The only one that's won has been Million Dollar Baby, uh, but they're but they're they're very uh, dark. Uh, yeah. You know, Raging Bull is about this, this very flawed character. Million Dollar Baby goes into some very dark places. Yep. The Fighter is about you know uh, addiction, Argument. and I mean yeah. it's it's a part. It, do you think when it comes to the Academy that a movie like Rocky, which is a which is just it is a boxing movie, but there's there's you know there's definitely uh pathos but it's not like dark it's not right. quote unquote serious in the way that other movies have been do you think this is a movie that goes the distance with the academy and wins best picture now or do you think it's going to go to one that's deemed more serious or more deserving
1: um same and it's like it's we were in such a different time in 76 coming off of the, the Vietnam War and all that, too, is that people wanted. It. It's the reason why Star Wars was so successful, right? But, like, and Rocky also doesn't get get that credit. Everybody always talks about how Star Wars was the first feel-good movie to come out of all that after Chinatown and all that. But Rocky was, was really one of the first ones also. So, I mean, I actually do think it might play today because the world isn't a super happy place at the moment. You know, there isn't a lot of great stuff going on in the world that maybe that if this story came along and about, about someone in, in that circumstance, was able to turn it all around. I, I think it is a possibility that it would, that it would win today in a, um if it was done that particular way and made you feel the way that that movie felt. So yeah, I do think that Academy would, would grasp onto it.
0: Well, Christian, it's been great talking Rocky with you. I'm sure we'll meet up and have another one of these chats. Yeah. Um, lots of great movies ahead. Like I said, this is our last best picture winner for this month, but we'll be talking about other best picture winners. Later on, uh, I know that you are all consumed by the schmodown and everything sen. But is there anything uh, particularly that you want to plug for folks?
1: I mean, we have a ton of uh. So people who aren't familiar with the schmodown, I mean, it's like if you are wondering what esports, how it all became a thing. Oh, people can't do video games and make that a sport. Well, that's how we have approached trivia, and we've done it. We've made it a full-on mental sport. Man, I'm talking to right now can is a perfect example of that. Um, and continues. He's always competing. He's always he's the legend of the game. And there's so many people over there that you guys can watch. And we do three matches a week on YouTube.com/slash the showdown Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And we uh, we have Kevin Smith in the league now. We have Griffin Newman in the league. Paul Walter Hauser, Brittany Young, We've got a lot of great people in the league now. So I uh, would love for you guys to come on over there, subscribe, check it out. It is the new. It's a it's a sport for the the movie trivia fans. Dan and a bunch of other people. They are mental athletes what they do it how they prepare themselves how they study for it it's um it's it's really a phenomenon So please go and check it out please subscribe today and
0: i hope to see it for sure at the, the 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 quest continues it's been it's been quite fun I'm on my own little rocky like journey uh but i guess at this point i'm not rocky now nah, i guess you're, a bunch of other apollos coming up uh, Another bunch of rockies coming at me that's i right. guess I'm, I'm apollo now so you're i gotta be careful i gotta 100%. be careful uh awesome well thanks christian i appreciate it great talking to you thanks Thanks again to Christian Harloff. It is great to talk to him about Rocky. You can tell how much he loves this movie, loves this franchise, and stay tuned because I'm going to start bringing in even more of my friends and hopefully some other special guests in addition to curating these discussions about the movies that we love. So look for more voices in the near future here on the show. Rocky was nominated for 10 Academy Awards for the ceremony that was held in 1977, including a Best Original Screenplay Award for Sylvester Stallone, as well as Best Actor for Stallone and acting nominations for Burt Young, Talia Shire, and Burgess Meredith. The movie would win three Oscars, one for Best Editing, one for Best Director for John G. Avildsen, and one for Best Picture.
1: Sylvester Stallone, I'd like to thank you for sharing your dream of Rocky with us and for giving a performance that has enriched all our lives.
0: The Academy Awards also produced a memorable moment when Sylvester Stallone's presentation of the Best Supporting Actress Award was crashed by a real-life boxer who is so famous, he's still known only... As the greatest.
1: You stole my script. All that was me. I'm the Apollo You three. can put me off. Oh, show, show me what you can really oh. do.
0: As phenomenal as Rocky's Oscar success was, it may have been surpassed by its success at the box office, where it made over $117 million domestically, as well as an additional $107 million internationally. Not bad for a movie that was made on a $1 million budget. And that domestic number is one that would translate to about half a billion in today's dollars. Rocky also inspired six direct sequels and a spin off film series, Creed, which currently has two installments with a third on the way. And in 2016, Sylvester Stallone was nominated again for Best Supporting Actor for playing Rocky Balboa, his first Academy Award nomination since the original film Rocky came out in 1976. But in true Rocky fashion, Stallone lost to The Underdog when he was upset for the award by Mark Rylance for his performance in the film. Bridge of Spies. The Rocky and Creed franchises combined have made nearly $800 million domestically and close to $1.5 billion worldwide. And the original film Rocky defined the career of a star who would rise to the top of the Hollywood A-list, gave audiences a hero that they root for to this day, and is still referenced almost daily in pop culture. There are Best Picture winners that have more acclaim and more box office than Rocky. There are Best Pictures that critics would say have more to say, have more prestige have more importance than Rocky. But when you look back at all the films that have won Best Picture, I think you would be hard-pressed to find a movie that has had more longevity, is still as popular, and is still as much of a crowd favorite as Rocky. The story of a million-to-one shot that came true. As always, I like to talk about the special features on the Blu-ray copy of the movie that I'm featuring this week, and Rocky is part of the Rocky Heavyweight collection that includes all of the Rocky titled films, Rocky through Rocky Balboa, and there's a nice selection of special features on this disc. You get a commentary track from Sylvester Stallone, a commentary track from the filmmakers, as well as one from boxing historians and experts. You also get a look at some 8mm movies that John G. Avildsen took on set that show just how bare bones the production of Rocky really was. We had no crew time or money for lights as long as the sun was up we were in business you also get a documentary called in the ring which is about the production and the impact of rocky
1: i have occasion to go to india and the pictures have not even been out theatrically in india but everyone knows
0: Rocky. You also get a look at the makeup of the film, which was done by Michael Westmore, part of the famous Westmore makeup family, and a look at the music of the film with input from legendary composer, Bill Conti. From a minute and a half in 30 second increments, we kind of worked our way up to three minutes of training. John G. Avildsen also shows off some footage he took as a dry run for the boxing matches, as well as some makeup tests that show what was an even more gruesome look for Rocky, almost a horror movie than what we got in the final film. You also get an appearance that Sylvester Stallone did on Dinah Shore's talk show back when the movie came out in 1976. A tribute to Burgess Meredith, a look at Apollo Creed and the other opponents that Rocky has faced in his cinematic career and this really bizarre meeting between Sylvester Stallone and the character of Rocky that was done for some reason that I have yet to determine. I can't believe I'm meeting Sylvester Stallone. Hey, yo, Rambo! You rang? Hey, 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 here. I want you to have this. I, won, I mean, we won this Academy Award in 1976 for Best Picture. Uh, I guess we did a pretty good job huh? and that wraps up my look at Rocky as well as Best Picture Month thank you to everyone who has gone over some of my favorite Best Picture winners of all time along with me next month as we go into May we are looking at some of the most notable movies that have been released in May and we're going to be running the gamut from summer blockbusters to one of the most acclaimed films ever made I hope you'll join me here on my channel when we go into those movies as well as heading over to SEN the Schmodown Entertainment Network (laughs) to see what else they have going on there thank you once again to my guest christian harloff and most importantly to you for watching and listening i'll be back next week to highlight another movie but until then it's time to go back on the show see you next time